Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of this episode of Move. Jamie, are you ready? Dude, I'm always ready. I'm strapped in. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be inspired, which is our word that we love to use. Let's do this. Part two of Move. Do you think a lot of uh, business and situations, it's a lot of luck comes into it. So you were launching yours. Obviously, it's a huge amount of hard work yeah, and things like that. There is timing and luck comes into it. That you massively. came into a moment yeah, yeah. where people were looking for independent yeah, brands. Definitely. I mean, it was, and and yeah, luck, luck for me is, you know, yeah, you need to put yourself in the, in the right situation. And yes, you need to have an idea and stuff like that, but you need an element of luck to like really... I, th- I, th- I think sort of get that break like to a certain extent whether it's a meeting someone or the right timing or you know you've, you've got to put yourself in that situation and I think you've got to put yourself in a situation to fail but it's the best feeling when you're on the edge and that, that idea of failure is the biggest thing that most people fear when going into yeah. business is yeah. they're so worried that's going to happen yeah. and as you were saying you're in the New York scene you put yeah. on a stone you came so, back yeah yeah banged on some weight Oh yeah, chubby days, and um, yeah, it was it was amazing. You know, I was there, and like like you know, you've been to New York, and like energy is just popping, and like the food scene there is great. And then like you know, you step on the plane, and you're like, I've got this amazing idea, like woo! And then you're like, I don't know anyone, and I'm just gonna go and eat some burgers. But um, anyway, so you go and like smash this for a week. I felt so sick. Came back inspired, you know, written down on my notes, grabbed menus from everywhere. Da, da, da tried to chat to loads of people xyz and then you know and th- this is going back to that sort of naivety but but in in a really and looking back it's just it's fucking awesome but hilarious because i was like you know 20 whatever it was 24 years old and i was sort of like yeah i'm gonna raise like one two million quid i'm gonna open an epic site in soho and i'm gonna smash it out of the park and all this sort of jazz and at the point as well this is when Shake Shack in New York have really started to sort of kick off. And, you know, it's, in New York, it's it's an incredible brand, basically. And it had an amazing, and it does have an amazing following. And I think, um, you know, I thought I was going to get like the equivalent of Shake Shack basically off the ground in central London. And quickly did I realise that I was <laughs> just fucking mugville but um in the in the best in the best possible way so you because, went out and tried to raise money I well guess, i just basically point. so i had this pathetic um business plan that was my next question did you have a oh yeah plan? it, was, it yeah. was comedy mate it was comedy but it's brilliant you know you've got to go through that and i remember i went and you know i had some good contacts and i you know you put yourself out there and i was meeting as many people as i can and and what did the plan say what was it, it in, a uh, in a nutshell it was like Trust me, give me some cash. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> like essentially, and I've turned that into about thirty pages. Um, 
and like the branding like was laughable but it was, it was great it was a great starting was it, point were you selling the brand or the product at that point I was selling everything mate was fucking, selling I was, I was selling myself myself yeah I was selling the whole shit because but, I think um, I think your your biggest your biggest weapon is you Joe as yeah, a person that's you, kind mate but yeah. it's true no, like, yeah, yeah. You just know, call him a weapon yeah <laughs> just, no cheers mate but it is it's yeah. true with you Joe you know we've yes. met we've met yeah. many times and yeah. you are a a unique mm. individual in, in a very good way and I think people probably bought into you as yeah, the person Look, I think, you know, it's the same. I was a lot looser, like, back then. Like, I was, you know, married now, father. But, you know, you, you have zero responsibility, so you're just, like, you'll just go get them, like, attitude, like, 110 million percent. And sort of, you know, like we were discussing, zero fear to just put yourself out there and just get it smashed down. And I think when, when, I, was, when I was trying to gain attraction you know I spent literally like this this was probably about a three four month period where I was trying to meet as many people as I possibly could and you know I was going into those meetings and what I would say is you know you're always going in with a full sort of positive mentality and mantra and I was you know my mindset I was meeting some pretty great people sort of high net worths industry peeps xyz and my mindset was if I can just get one thing that comes out of it, one sort of positive point, then then it's a result, it's a good meeting. And a real turning point was, um, and by, sorry, by this point, it was about two, three months in and I, obviously I'd gained zero traction. Uh, and I was like, fucking, and you're, you know, now you're, the self-doubt is, is creeping. You're like, ooh, maybe I am a little bit on the wrong path here or am I doing the right thing or X, Y, Z? But, you you know, like going back to what we discussed originally, you've just got to be so tunnel vision and obsessed with what you want to achieve. And I went into this meeting with, like, I won't say his name, a really successful industry person, not my bag at all in terms of what he's created, but still respect in terms of sort of large groups and, you know, chains and shit like that. Hate chains, but... Um, and I went into the meeting, he was like rolled up like 15 minutes later and I'm there like grass, like green, you know, like, hi. Like, you know, what's going on? Yay, buddy. Like, here's my, you know, like pathetic business plan. And he was like, so, you know, he got I got introduced to a mate of a mate, so he was doing me, like him a favour. Sat down and he was basically like, um, so, you know, what do, what, do, what do you want to, like, what do you want to ask? Like, you know, I'm pretty tight on time here. And obviously I was, you know, like, look, I've got this amazing idea um, I'm going to do like an incredible burger joint and it's going to be all based on like the experience and like super, like less is more, small menu, do, you know, the best of the best and try an accessible price point and all this shit. He was like, um, and I was like, look, have you got, like, I just love, have you got one bit of advice? He was like, don't do it. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I was literally like inside, I was like boiling. I was like going, and I was like, you know, respectfully, I was like, thank you. He was like, look, we've got, um, he was like, this industry is really hard. You've got minimal experience. Um, and, you know, like we've got a burger restaurant that we're sort of testing out and we're going to roll, but it's really tough market and, you know, it's not doing that well and X, Y, Z. And I was just like, I just came out of that meeting, you know, a mix. You, you, I could have come out of that meeting like fully deflated and sort of like, geez, you know, this is I came out of that meeting, to, to be fair to his credit, and like this goes back to the one thing, he was like, look, maybe you should just try doing a pop-up to like testing, get some, you know, get some traction or anything because you're, you're selling an idea but you don't really have any anything to back it up. And I came out of that meeting and I was just like, I actually called my mum. 
mama. And I was like, she was like having me and going, I was like, fucking dreadfully. And um, she was like, yeah, I know, but you know, did, and I was just like, I am gonna get this off the motherfucking ground and I'm gonna smash it out of the park and buy the guy's company. Obviously, I haven't bought the guy's company or anything like that. But um and but but you know, I came out of that and I was like, that was a that was a real turning point. And I was like, you know what, he you know, he is right. You know, if I continue down this road, I might waste another six months. I'm going to lose momentum. And more importantly, I might lose sort of self-belief. And so I was like, you know, let's go back to back to square one. I sort of did a full circle. And I was like, let's go and do some pop-ups. Let's develop the product. Because by this point, it was just an idea in my mind. And I'd done a little bit of development, but not really sort of gone balls deep, so to speak. And so... And then, yeah, then I I was just like, change the mentality. I need to do these pop-ups, gain some traction, momentum, and then see where it goes and really, you know, put yourself out there. It reminds me a lot of the kind of our early days. Yeah. You know, so many people kind of slammed the door in our face, told us the best thing, man. Don't do vegan sweets. Don't do natural. Don't do this. Don't do that. Also, as soon as someone says no, you're like, yes. Exactly. And it's those guys that make you want to go for it. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, and like, you know, I've got respect for for everyone, and you know, a lot of the people I was meeting, stuff like that. Yeah, at the end of the day, and this is you know why I wanted to do pay as well because I had a real, I just had such a clear vision in terms of, I you know, I just thought that we could do something really, really special, and it, I there think there seems to be a little bit of a theme in the, in terms of the guests Jamie and I have been talking mm. to that people just spoke a lot about their idea as well mm. before it became a reality. I think you've got to, you, you got it. Important? Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely was. I mean, it was, I mean, you can ask my parents and mates, they were like, I'm so fucking bored about hearing about the shit. <laughs> and it, you know, it gets to a point where you're like, shit, I'm really tired about talking. I just want to do it. Do it. Exactly. I was like, I've, I've got to get this off the ground. And actually that fear was, you know, turning it into essentially a tailwind instead of a headwind, which I heard from someone else, which is such good, like... It's a great quote. Yeah, that, it's yeah. a really... Jimmy Iovine, motherfucker. Love him, one yeah. of our favourite, yeah. favourite... Unbelievable, men, isn't unbelievable it? No, and, he, and he said this, and I was like, shit, it just really resonated. But um, he... Yeah, I mean, you know, at the time, the, the fear was, what the fuck else am I going to do if I don't get this off the ground? Because I know that I love this. I love restaurants. I love... You know, I think there's deeply rooted in me. One of my driving forces is that, you know, just really want to please people. I think, you know, essentially like to the core of a lot of restaurants, which should be that you really want to fucking please people. I mean, like they're coming in, they're spending money and you, you want them to have a good time. And I think that's what, you know, I was always, I suppose that was probably subconsciously a deep, deep sort of... Um, trigger of mine sort of as I was like a child as well sort of going through I really wanted to always like you know chat to everyone and try and sort of please everyone I think that that has definitely resonated through and and Joe that's what we've experienced and that's definitely what I had yeah. uh, growing up I was such a pe- I wanted people to like me and yeah, I wanted yeah. to do things whether it was sport or friendships whatever it yeah, was yeah. I wanted like, please like me yeah, please and we've had that with lot we uh we've had that with lots of our guests yeah. where the same thing uh is within yeah. them that that will to be liked and will to be desired yeah. will to be 
known. Um, but it's amazing with your story because you then did your pop-ups. Mm. With Patty and Bun, you now have eight standalone stores. Yeah. Yeah. You have five concessions. Yeah. You are... Cheeky events, mate, as well. Events all events over the place. Yeah. But it's interesting because you said you don't like chains. So how, yeah, with Patty very... and Bun, what is the future? What well, are you doing with well, it when I say, when I say, I suppose when I say chains, it's, you know, it's, it's more... It's more the sort of the connotations of a chain, like more than anything, because, you know, we have this internal discussion and obviously we're, you know, our sort of mantra is sort of the bigger we get, the smaller we act, so to speak. And I suppose, you know, it's that, it's very, like you said, it's very personality run, it's super tight team, very organic. And like, you know, we we run it like a family, or at least I like to How think we, we sort of do. Um, well, we've got, there's... 250 employees sort of the sort of the whole company and then sort of head office is about like eight people and but I think the um the, yeah I think the, the sort of chains has a bit of a you know bad connotations to it everyone goes shit you're a chain like you know you're going to naturally like go downhill or everything like that so what, I, are you, what are you doing to stop patty and um, becoming a chain I think mate you know it builds into what we were discussing earlier in terms of like what's the brand like and yeah. like how does it sort of what does it mean to to sort of me and 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 like the team like more because you're working you know i really i really want everyone that works at pally to realize that you know we're not trying to just like open growth for growth sake just tick boxes open sites you know people are like wow you've got like eight sites but you know we've been going six years and it's more we're opportunist led when a great opportunity comes about we're going to go for it um, because it fits with like the brand DNA and like you know what's what's right for the brand instead of just like tick box opened in Clapham or whatever do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just you know I think that's a really really slippery sort of road. And I think that's where chains or, or you know you, you again a lot in the high street now and everything. It loses and it's brand going, value, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And you start to dilute the essence of what you're about. And I, you know, I like to think that we're a brand that stands for you know a lot a lot of great things and we're always trying to improve but keep that small company mentality and I think it's just it's, it's I mean a lot you know 99% of this is down to people yeah. but, but also Joe naturally as business grow you it's your baby you build it from the ground up uh, you have a co-founder as well yeah well and, uh, well yeah Janky well, uh, Janky has helped me develop the menu like right. so he's he's and that, that was you know that's a meeting that I, I genuinely talk about like moments and luck if I hadn't met Janks I'm not sure I would have got a pound bun off the ground and, and that's amazing that's... but you know you, so you build it basically pretty much by yourself but as businesses grow you have to raise more money that's giving away equity yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, the vicious cycle the vicious cycle of a business uh -huh. and then what happens is is that slowly by slowly uh, a business probably doesn't become your own and that's a lot of cases yeah. how, how difficult do you find it to start to let go or start to give pieces of your business away even though it's your baby yeah I think um, it's a good question buddy right at the jugular <laughs> like, I think the it's, it's the greatest thing and, and look, it's a challenge every single day in terms of you're growing and you want to grow with the right mantra and xyz and i think it's yeah we, we've done a couple of equity raises but it hasn't changed for one second who we are as like uh, as people and like a brand and what we're trying to achieve out of it which is you know just creating something that's really really great and trying to be better every single day instead of diluting things and seeing where we can drive the margins stuff like that but i think yeah delegation i mean look from I think the great, well, going back to, again, this sort of links into your question, mate, which is, 
you know, delegating and letting go and and chains and stuff like that. You know, I was really conscious that I was really young and, and sort of had minimal experience and I wanted to get my hands dirty and lead from the front because, you know, I'd never opened a restaurant before and it was... And like to this day, it was the most exciting, but the hardest fucking year and a half, James Street, the first year and a half of James Street, it was carnage. But it was incredible because, you know, we 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 launched, we'd done like a bunch of like pop-ups, generate, there was a real great buzz, like, you know, generate some momentum. Again, going back to luck, I got introduced to a mate who had looked at this site down on James Street. James Street at the time and Marla Bone was like, oh, is it right for the brand? Da, da, da. In fact, it was the best thing ever for the brand. But, um, and, and, you know, we launched and the first day that we launched, we'd literally, you know, I remember it, I was lit just so nervous was literally shitting myself because you know you're you're at this point you're it's real like you know you've got a site you've got costs um and you just you just want to you prepare mentally as best you possibly can but until you open the door for the first day it doesn't really nothing sort of quite prepares you for it and i think we you know i opened the door and we had the team everyone was jacked up 15 coffees everyone ready for war Actually, I remember coming over in that first year and oh, people queuing down the Thank God, the man. I thought you were going to say first day because I would have come to your lunch because everything was fucked. Um, well, no, in the, what, no, what was the biggest shock was, then for you? No, you said it was carnage. It, what, what it, no, you... it was just the most unbelievable, like adrenaline every single day. You're learning as you go about everything until you're in it. And this is what, you know, people mentioned earlier, mate. People are like, oh, you know, this is how you did it. You just, you can't explain it until you're actually in it and doing it yourself. And on that journey, like we opened the door, and basically, I was just ready to. I was just, I was just like, right, we're gonna have a queue out the door, da, 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 and we opened the door at twelve, and there was no one, and really? I was like, oh shit. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once; it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was like, we're going to kill it. But yeah, I was like, we're going to kill it. Like, get ready. No one. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And you're now, you're like panic, sweating. Panic I'm like starts. sweating, thinking about it again. And then at 20 past, about 500 people rolled up and we were in the shit. And it was the best thing ever because, well, it wasn't the best thing ever because we had to calm the entire lunch for everyone. But it was, uh, mate, it was immense. And like everyone, your shoulder to shoulder, you are just in it to win it, head down, survival. And, like, you know, from that point in James Street, because we had, you know, 
it was all the buzz and burgers were all the rage and, you know, it was just an incredible time that, you know, you you basically, as soon as you open the door, that's it, you're open and you've got to learn quick or you're going to go backwards super quickly. You know, everything from like, shit, we haven't got enough, like, gas or like, oh my God, like, you know, what's, oh, there's a flood in the, you know, like all yeah. this shit happens and... And you just and it was the it was the greatest. I guess because you've got no choice. You just well, you've got no choice. It's either that or you're closing. And you've got you don't manage. And the biggest thing in business is you have to be able to adapt and change whenever, hundred percent, and and constantly throughout. Yeah, hundred percent. You're just you're just going with it. And I think the best thing was that the. You know, you're with, you're just like the team was just amazing. You're there with them and you're just hustling and like hard. And like when they see that you're there on, on the front line, like working, you know, 110 hour weeks for however long, bang, like it's, it's all, it's what it's about. How can you, I've, you know, like you can, obviously restaurants, you can be arm's length, you can be in it, but I've just, you know, how can you, especially when you're young and you've got minimal experience, you know, I always felt sort of, bad like if you're gonna say you need something done but you're not there or anything like that and I think I think everyone sort of understands that it's more than just opening a restaurant and Joe just want to know what would you say is your biggest success and your biggest failure to date Mm. good question mate good question um Biggest success, biggest success would be, I think, just getting to the point to get it off the ground. I think, I think that for me, you know, it was, it was, it was so great, but it was only the beginning. Like, as in, like, you know, you you literally put in so much energy to get to that point, and then it's like, ching. Now we've actually got to start, which which is awesome. And I think, you know, on top of that, just just sort of seeing Paddy grow, um and grow for the right reasons and in the way that it has. And I think failures, I wouldn't say, I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to use the word failure, mate, because I think they're We're all, learning curve, they're learning, they're learning, buddy. Come on, don't, don't bring <laughs> okay. that negativity. What was your biggest learning curve? Uh, biggest learning curve, I think, you know, like I said, sort of learning every single day, but I think the, the best, one of the best things um, that, that sort of that's happened and like recently was like we had a site on Redshirt Street and Redshirt Street was I think a, a a site that I took with heart instead of head and it was a tiny little it was I love Redshirt Red Street like over in um like Shoreditch like next absolutely. to so Shoreditch yeah, House yeah yeah just behind Shoreditch House and it's just such a great strip and I like, love it to bits and XYZ and it's got real rawness but it's still in the heart of Shoreditch and it was a 550 square foot site over two floors which like in restaurant terms is tiny but it had this amazing bar license so I was like and this was back when I was still like experimenting you know I was like oh we could do like epic little like cocktails and we'll do like naughty food like but it'll still be Paddy and Barn and and it basically, all we did, and it was the best learning curve for me, we just fucking confused our customer. And, it and that's, was, the, that's the and worst thing. You've got to stay yeah, to your you destination. Got, yeah. You've got to know what you are all the way. It was a big jolt and, and big learning curve. And we ended up, we ended up, I mean, it was, it was doing fine. It was like treading water, so to speak. But we changed it so many times in, that it got to a point where, you know, we were wasting a lot of time, resource on it, and it, we couldn't maximise it for what it is. And I think that was a real sort of turning point in my mindset in terms of, you, you know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm constantly like trying to push like in different directions, but essentially it was sort of go back to the fundamentals of like, we do epic burgers, great experience and like brilliant customer service. And people just want to come in and have a great time at Patty and Bun and they know what they're having before they go through the front door and just do what you do and do it better every single day. I suppose that's what you're saying is, is what, what Ed and I had is that um, we had to learn is that sometimes you're given a situation that you think is an opportunity yeah. uh, but, but in fact yeah. you have to take a step back and yeah. realise even though it could potentially be an opportunity is it right for your brand yeah definitely we had it Candy Kittens we've yeah. had uh, retail spaces and mm. people uh, you know come to us and say we want yeah. to stock your brand and perhaps it's not right for us yeah, even yeah. though they have you know yeah, and you're big like, numbers yeah yeah you you're like, of, we can make a shitload of money but is it really right for us long term and I think what's so true to that that we always go by is business is paid in two currencies mm. cash and experience yeah, take yeah. the experience first yeah. and the cash will come later don't Definitely. do something because you want to make money do yeah. it because you love it and it's right for the brand I, yeah mate I think Jamie's getting passionate, baby, but I love it. No, I think, mate, you've, you hear about it. At the end of the, what I haven't said and should have ages ago is you've got to absolutely love what you do. Like, I, I don't give a shit how clever you are or like how good at X, Y, Z. If you, it's, you can see through it in a, in a heartbeat. If you don't bleed what you're doing in terms of like really want to create something for the right reasons. And that I think is, is, is where that sort of link in terms of what we're trying to create as a sort of legacy brand instead of just like a chain, which is categorized by like numbers. And, I mean, and that's so interesting. That probably leads into my question yeah. is if you had to give advice to anyone going into the restaurant world, mm. what would you say to them? Fucking do it, baby. No, I think, <laughs> I think, um, I think, <sighs> It's so it's such an incredible industry. It's, I mean, you know, everyone says restaurant industry is so hard. Of course, it's hard. I mean, like doing your own thing is hard. Full stop. Um, I would just, you know, when people sort of, you know, ask me that sort of question, I'm just like, believe, truly believe in what you're trying to achieve. And I would say there's no substitute for quality, especially especially in restaurants like, you know. And now, it, there's so, you know, there's a lot of cash needed to get off the ground. Now more than, you know, when we started, there's a lot of hurdles to jump through. You know, there's a lot of noise out there. And you need to make sure that if you are going to get involved in restaurants or you've got a product even for retail or anything like that, it should be like the absolute best it can possibly be. And there shouldn't be any compromise on that. And like I said, you know, I'm not saying that we do things perfectly but we're always trying to improve and I think I think that's you know you've got to have that at the core of what you do because if you don't have that then you're going to get found out pretty pretty quick and it is you know on the flip side of that you know if you create something and, and people like it it's, it's incredible Jared, thank you so so much. I think that's no, some mate, solid advice there. Right. I desperately want to go and have yeah. a burger for lunch. Come on, come um, on, baby. Just one <laughs> final question to finish on, yeah, which we yeah. ask all of our guests. Yeah, yeah. If you had to start a brand new business tomorrow morning, Oof. what do you think it would be? Candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I would open a cracking open grill fist restaurant on the beach really in the sunshine yeah. take the family down yeah go and kick do it. it kick it straight on the beat little Chiringuito vibes 
just proper passion project 100 percent. awesome yeah. joe grossman yeah. uh founder of patty and bun buddy thank you so much for coming Cheers, on the podcast thanks for having me inspirational you're a hero go and check out patty and bun Cheers, best yeah. burgers yeah. in the world yeah come on baby bring your ass down. down come on joe yeah, thanks cheers. very much man cheers, appreciate man. it cheers thank guys you, big love Dude, I love it when we have a guest like that, someone who is so passionate and inspiring about their business, their life, what they just so do. So passionate. I mean, we could have been here talking all day. Dude, I love it. Uh, but he did say uh, a few points throughout the whole talk that really inspired us. What was your favorite thing that he said? For me, it was definitely Joe said, you've got to know what you don't want to do. And I think that as business people, entrepreneurs, whatever you might want to call it, we go through life really kind of blagging it and pretending that we know what we're doing all the time. The reality is we most of us probably don't. And you definitely have to know what you don't want to do because there's so many options, so many opportunities. You've got to be pretty focused and make sure you're sticking to that path. So yeah, know what you don't want to do. Yeah, they're so good. And my one was, which kind of is key for you and I, Ed, there is no substitute for quality. When we started Candy Kittens, uh, it took us 18 months to develop the suite because we knew we wanted to make the best suite possible. We launched a confectionery company with no candy. Uh, Joe's exactly the same. He said he wanted his to be the best quality product. Doesn't matter what you're doing, if you're a photographer, if you are a baker, if you are flipping burgers, never cut corners, never take a shortcut. Make sure it's the best possible thing you can do in life. And I think that was really true. Absolutely. Really, really great chat. Love chatting to Joe today. Until next time, everyone, this is Move. Thank you so much for listening. Honestly, it really does mean a huge amount. And we also hope today's podcast has inspired you to move towards your dream or passion. Now, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a comment. And if you'd like to get in touch, please email us at move at moveclub.co.uk or follow us on Instagram at moveclub. Until next time, this is Move. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 